honest hockey talk and opinions. This is Penalty Box Radio. Live with Alex Doherty and Sean Smith on Smashville's best sports talk, 1025 and 1063 The Game and the Game Nashville app. And welcome into Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salas Realty Group. Salas Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. Also brought to you by the Nashville Spartans, Nashville's one and only junior hockey team based in Nolensville. I am your host, Alex Darty. Joining me as always is Sean Smith. And Sean, we have a ton to catch up on. A whole lot to catch up on, Alex. So the, last, hockey. the last two weeks, the Predators have gone on an absolute tear. I think when we last had a show, they were on a four-game losing streak. Is I that right? I think so. And uh, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> we were gone for two weeks, and now they uh, they can't lose. No, it's uh, they're unstoppable. So we're going to talk a lot about that. We are going to also talk about specifically last night's game against Pittsburgh, which had a very fun ending. Um, we are going to catch up on some of the games that we that we you know saw over the last couple weeks. But in uh, and, uh, and then at seven fifteen, we're going to talk to uh, Milwaukee Admirals forward Zach Larue. He's going to join us to talk about his season with the Milwaukee Admirals so far, how things are developing for him. Um, I do want to mention real quick, it is a little bit of a, an abbreviated show this evening. Uh, we are not normally, uh, we're normally a full hour show. Today we're just a half hour, so we're not going to be able to do the three-on-three draft. We're not going to be able to do some of the other things we normally do, but uh, we're still here. We're still uh, bringing you some good Preds content. Um, and I want to start with this. The puck drop topic for this evening. Okay. Sean. Oh, I'm ready. And this is a good one. If the Preds' six-game winning streak ends tomorrow night to the John Hines-coached Minnesota Wild team, what is an appropriate reaction? Or maybe what is your reaction going to be if the Preds' six-game winning streak is ended by none other than John Hines? Personally, I'm not going to worry about it. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion, but first off, winning streaks are exciting. You know, but you got to look at at most seasons in hockey. You don't get just streak after streak where they rip off ten wins in a row and then and then lose one on a on a heartbreaker and then come right back on and and win thirty more in a row. Number one, if they lose, okay, big deal. Number two, if it's to John Hines, I, I think we're all aware that a new coach taking over a team by a second game is going to have a very minimal impact on that team. So I I don't know. Like yes, John Hines will be behind the bench, but John Hines is also behind the bench for the first, his first Predators game when uh, Yakov Trenin broke Zdeno Chara's jaw. I don't think you're going to give Hines credit for that. You know, mm-hmm. That's just what happened on the ice while he was observing. Um, it takes a while for a new coach to kind of get their system installed. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think an appropriate reaction would be for a personal apology from every <laughs> Predators fan in that building. Wow. Penned directly to. John Hines, written by you by all the people who did not like him as a coach and were and never gave wow. him a chance. There are a lot of people in town that did that. You're right. I'm only being half serious. Look, I mean, it, he's obviously no longer the coach here. He's in Minnesota now. You know, wish him well. He's a great guy. But you know, we, obviously the Predators want to want to beat right. you know all the teams, including his now. So sure. Um, 
But uh, I do think that there's a little bit of, uh, you know, going to be a little bit of extra juice, particularly by him, I think, coaching in this building against Nashville on, on Thursday. Sure. And, and I'll tell you, too, you know, you, you talk about extra juice. The the fans on Facebook are fired up, Alex. Yeah. they There are massive plans Boy. to say he sucks really loud <laughs> it's gonna when be. they announce John Hines. They I, I, cannot wait. So much has happened in two weeks. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild to, to, to talk about how, how much has happened. I mean, let, let's just kind of let's, – let's try to – to do a quick rundown because we don't have a ton of time so I want to get through some of this really quickly. Okay. The first win that happened after our last show, the the 4 to 2 win over Chicago, that was Cole Smith outscoring Connor Bedard. That's yeah. the that was the highlight of that game, yeah, right? Definitely. Cole Smith better than Col- Connor Bedard. 100 100% accurate. That's right. 4 to 3 win over Colorado. Now, that was the wild finish in which two goals were scored in the final 38 seconds courtesy of the glass at Bridgestone Arena. Always an excuse for for the Colorado. So yeah, it's pretty. We've had two rival fan bases just coming at the uh, upset the Nashville Predators. Extra salt. (laughs) So there was that game. Then you had the four two one over Calgary. That was a a pretty good game. Uh, Colton Sissons had a shorthanded goal to get that one going. You had the eight three win at St Louis, in which they just destroyed the Blues. Three point games from Forsberg and Evangelista. You had Spencer Stastny's first goal, which is a beauty. Uh, he has since been sent down, um, which I, I think was a was probably the right call. Actually, I, I really liked Barry Trotz's explanation as to why. Did you hear that? No. What did he say? Basically, he said that that was kind of the plan is to give him five games here, four or five games, send him back down because you don't want to overcook, right? And you don't want to undercook. You don't want to. You don't want a guy to spend too much time up here and then start getting frustrated and and lose a little bit of that confidence. Sure. So we knew he got the confidence when he's up here. Now Stastny's going to go back down to Milwaukee and 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 crush it, right? Tear it up. So uh, I think that makes sense. Um, and and they had to do something. They had this. They had eight defensemen, and they were rolling, rolling seven defensemen yeah. out there for the for the lineup. But still, someone was getting sat. Dante Fabro. It was wild. So yeah, that makes um, sense. And then you had the three to two win over Winnipeg. Uh, the, that one was a little hairy because they they led three nothing. You had Michael McCarron with just some athletic plays, just pure athleticism from Michael McCarron, I thought. Uh, excellent work from him. The tip goal. I mean, seriously, that that play where he jumps on the loose puck and yeah. diving just puts it top shelf is, I mean, that's got to be one of his like career highlight goals, right? Got to be. I mean, I, I, it, would be, it would be for a lot of people, I think. Sure. A lot of players would like to have a goal like that. And then a little somersault kind of thing that was good and what did he say after he t- he talked a lot about his his work with Tomasino right were you there was that that might have been this, last night but it was last night okay the somersault was last night. I'm sorry yeah. I, I got that wrong it's yeah. okay yeah you're right so I, I, I knew what skipped, you were talking I about. skipped ahead to Pittsburgh but it's exciting Alex yeah <laughs> there's, there's so many positive things to talk about yeah well let's talk about Pittsburgh because I I think that the one thing that a lot maybe not a lot of people have talked about is how um the Penguins Really, were probably the better team most of that game. They they out they outplayed uh, Nashville, I think, from a lot of that game. Five on five, there was a there was a large section of that team of that game five on five where Pittsburgh was just was all over the puck and were pushing Nashville back. They could not generate a lot, but they still Nashville still held into it and and got it to overtime. Would, would you would you agree with that? I mean, do you think that Nashville was uh, on their heels most of the night? 
I don't know if on their heels is the right way to describe it, but I feel like they definitely had to do a lot of work in the defensive end uh-huh. uh, to, to just keep it out. And they had to work really hard to get the puck out of the zone. Yeah. And, and, and again, also work really hard to get set up in their own zone. Yeah. And then comes the overtime. And 14 seconds into overtime, Philip Forsberg takes it up the ice. Ryan O'Reilly just trying to stay onside. Just trying to stay onside. Some incidental contact. Incidental contact. Nothing more. Philip Forsberg scores his 12th goal to win the game. But, man, people were mad. A lot of Pittsburgh Penguins fans were upset in the comments about uh, about that play. Um, look, there. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a I, – I, if I'm being honest, a little bit of an interference. But if you watch the play again, Eric Carlson holding his stick for sure. Rips the stick yeah. out of his hand. So there were multiple calls you could have made on that on that on that play, um, and if you watch it again, I don't even know that if the the way Forsberg was coming through the zone, I don't know that if he hadn't contact if, if Ryan O'Reilly had not contacted was it Malkin or Crosby that he got that he got got in the way of doesn't matter doesn't one matter. of the, one of the two. I don't know that they would have been able to cut him off at the so. line. I think Forsberg had too much steam uh, speed going in. Too much in. speed, too much skill. So I don't know that it would have mattered. Yeah, I mean, can't, can't stop the freight train. No, Forsberg's on on a heater right now. Yeah, he was going down, and and you know, you got a goalie. He wasn't able to stop the puck. It's his job. Forsberg, Forsberg made it work. So, really, an exciting finish in that one. And uh, I think I think that was uh, that was really great to see. I mean, like I, six six games in a row, and to win win some of them the way you've won them. I mean, you've dominated teams. You've won close games. You won overtime games. It's been it's been a lot of fun to see. So yeah, well, and, and you've beat teams that have been very good teams. It's not like you're just playing the the bottom of the standings here. So I think what's exciting not just the fact that it's six wins in a row. You're also dealing with the fact that it, you're not just playing these pushover teams. It's not the San Jose Sharks every night. You're playing some teams like Colorado that that aren't playing around this season. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, so um, we are going to have a lot of time to talk about that over the next several weeks, and we'll see if the Predators can continue that going. Um, after the break, though, we are going to talk to someone in Milwaukee who has also had a good start to the season and uh, who we have not talked to on this show, but hopefully we can get him on uh, today and also in the future. Zach LaRue is going to join us, 2021 first-round pick of the Nashville Predators. Uh, he will join us after the break. Uh, but Nashville, if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, look no further than Salas Realty Group. Salas is not just about property. They're about people. They build long-lasting relationships that are about you, your needs, and your dreams. Salas Realty Group stands for trust, transparency, and community, and committed to making a positive impact in Middle Tennessee, one home at a time. If you're ready to make a move, visit Salas Realty Group today and experience real estate the Salas way. Join the Nashville Spartans, the hockey sensation of the city. Experience thrilling games, family-friendly fun, and unity. Visit NashvilleSpartansHockey.com slash tickets. Select your game. Use the promo code PBR50 for an exclusive 50% discount when checking out. Don't miss the excitement. Be a part of Spartans Hockey today. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio Live. We're going to jump right into our guest today and bring him on. Uh, today we are joined by four, uh, Preds. 2021 first-round draft pick and Milwaukee Admirals forward, Zach LaRue. Zach, what's going on? Not much. I'm excited to be on. Hey, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. First of all, 
How is the season going so far? Milwaukee, 9-6. and six. Uh, It seems like you're winning several games recently. You know, started off a little bit, little bit up and down, but things are kind of moving along uh, nicely down there in Milwaukee, up there, I guess. Yeah, like you said, I think it's been uh, a little bit up and down since the start of the season, but we're slowly, you know, getting into a rhythm and, you know, putting wins uh, together, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting and pretty fun so far, and, you know, I've been really enjoying it uh joined at the start of the season so it's uh it's it's been good so zach hey this is sean over here on the other side of the studio uh you know i don't think there's been a player recently that's had as much excitement surrounding them and the style of, of play they're going to bring to the ice uh as as you have here since you've been drafted and you've just made the move from from the queue uh playing junior hockey against other teenagers now you're in the ahl you're playing against grown men how, how do you feel you're adjusting to that change uh, I feel like the adjustment's gone really well. Uh, I knew that it was going to be a challenge. Like you said, it's it's no longer, you know, boys, you're playing against men now, and, you know, everything's quicker. It's, it's you know, it's harder to get to, you know, the, the dirty areas of the game and to play my style. It's, you know, everybody kind of had a question mark on, on how I was going to do, and even for myself, you know, I, I saw it as a, as, a, as a challenge and something that I wasn't going to take lightly. So, you know, I think uh, coming into this year, I, I really had the good mindset, and whether it was, you know, Prez training camp or Milwaukee training camp, I think I really, you know, opened some eyes and, and showed that I was going to be able to play at this level. And I think so far uh, everybody's been pretty impressed, including myself. Well, I'm definitely impressed over here. And, and I'll tell you, I think one of the things that really jumped out at Preds fans after you were drafted was that story that came out talking about the pre-draft meeting you had with the team where you made the statement, take anyone in the draft. If you put one puck in the corner, I'm going to get out with the puck. I'm going oh, to yeah. win that battle. How has that mentality evolved since then? Yeah, it hasn't changed at all, I think. It's, <laughs> you know, that same mindset that, you know, no matter where I'm at on the ice, uh, you know, if there's a puck battle, anybody that comes at me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure I come out of there with it and do anything I can to do so. But, uh, I just kind of want to make sure I'm, you know, getting better every day, you know, learning a lot, especially, you know, with the, with the coaching staff and, and, you know, some of the veteran players that uh, we have here in Milwaukee are definitely, you know, learning, you know, what it is to be a pro and what it's going to take to get to the next level. So I think kind of applying all that with, uh, with uh, you know, my hard-nosed mindset has uh, been, you know, good for my success. Zach, that hard-nosed mindset, I, I want to find out when did that start for you? Because – you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of paths for development for for young hockey players. Sean has a a, a son that plays hockey, uh, and and so I've I've seen seen development of him and and how that usually goes. And I I think a lot of people might not realize. You know, you, you probably you know as an eight year old, you might have been a different player than you were when you were a twelve year old or fourteen or whatever. At what point did you kind of decide, or or did it start to happen where you were like, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that does not give up on this play in the corner i'm gonna make sure that the opponent knows they cannot give up on a puck around me because i'm gonna steal it from them what point did that start for you i think it's something that i was kind of just born with uh like i mean my family were were so competitive whether it's you know family game night we're playing cards or you know (laughs) every you know summer we usually have a little family get together and we're playing volleyball and it's always kicking and screaming and people want to rip other people's heads off and it's just always that mindset of you know you want to win you want to be on top it's uh, that feeling of losing it, it never sits right uh, with me and I think I've just always had that and you know growing up yeah it's gotten me in trouble more times than than, than not but uh, I mean I think it's something that uh, I've learned learned to control a little bit uh, 
and it's been you know pushing me uh, pushing me forward ever since. Card card night, board game night is not fun against Zach. Okay, check check. I've got that in there. <laughs> nothing, I know that now. Nothing wrong with flipping the Monopoly board over when things don't go your way. In oh, my it's opinion, happening. A few times, a yeah. few times. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that. I don't have a problem with it. Question, real curious about this, and you talk about that getting you in trouble a few times. You're coming out of the queue, uh, which is a league that doesn't allow fighting. Do you think coming out of that league and joining, you know, finally a professional league that, that allows fighting, has that freed you up a little bit to play more your style? Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely, you know, allowed me to, you know, exceed to my full potential. I feel like I, I really showed everything I had to do in the queue and, it was, it was ready for you know I was ready to move on and I think the queue was ready for me to move on as well. So uh, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a pretty pretty fun you know start for me to, to you know be able to play at this level where you know they're a little bit more lenient sometimes and you know it's not necessarily being dirty or cheap but just you know right. getting in, in the battle getting in guys' faces they, they you know they let they let you play hockey a little bit more which is which is fun and you know I've been enjoying it for sure. Yeah, I feel like you've had a muzzle on you down there uh, in the in the queue. But uh, you're playing on a line with Cal O'Reilly. You've been playing with him for a while now, and I think it's interesting. O'Reilly came in, you know, as a strong veteran presence for this team. He's played in over 900 AHL games. He's been playing professionally since you were two years old. What are you learning from spending so much time with with O'Reilly? Yeah, he's such a you know such a great you know, guy overall, you know, without even looking at, you know, all his accomplishments on the ice, I think off the ice, he's just one of those, those natural leaders that, you know, easy to go up to talk to, you know, he's always, always a smile on his face, wants the team to win. And he's really good to us younger guys like myself. I feel like he's one of those guys that, that, you know, you can always lean on, and, you know, it's on the bench in the room, you know, in between periods, he has little adjustment corrections for you. You know, you know, he, he means well, and, and you should probably listen to him because it'll just make you a better hockey player. So, you know, he's definitely been uh, one of those guys that, uh, you know, we kind of kind of look up to so far and, uh, you know, hope to, you know, one day have a successful career like he does. All right, tell me this. Who on the – so you don't have to do this, obviously, because you're teammates with him, but who on the Milwaukee Admirals right now, What other? What are, which of your teammates would you most not want to get in a scrap with? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm probably going to have to say Navin Mutter. <laughs> Okay. I've seen him, uh, I've seen him through, throw a few punches, and uh, I wouldn't want to get in the way of those. So I'm going to have to say him. <laughs> That's a, I, I, I like that answer. Yeah, he, he was scrappy when he when we saw you were up here with the the, the prospect development camp, and, and he was there too. Yeah, he was he, he he can get after it in the corners. That's for sure. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, so I, we're running out of time, but I want to ask this. I, I don't know if you are familiar with what's going on here in in Nashville uh, with the Titans. They've got a quarterback who's <laughs> become famous for his association with mayonnaise. Um, you yourself uh, are known to use a special condiment to deal with cramping, I believe. Uh, you're still using mustard. Is that you kind of going looking yeah. for a sponsorship there? What's going on? I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be opposed to it, but yeah, I definitely uh, definitely still use it. Uh, uh, no, you know, it's not a, a thing that I pull out of my my bag every game, but uh, when uh, when the cramps come along and uh, you need a little quick uh, quick solution, it's it's my go-to. So uh, we always have it on the bench. You know, our trainer George always carries it, so it's uh, coming in handy a few games so far this year. I had no idea about this. You didn't know that? No, uh, all the this. all the kids on my son's team, they're all we got to get some mustard now. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, Zach, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I know you got some time off before your next game, but uh, thank you so much for your time and and talking with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Good luck the rest of the way. 
Man, I want mustard. I did not know about this. Didn't know that. That's pretty wild. I, I had no idea that was a thing. Uh, that was Zach, La- Zach LaRue, a first-round draft pick of the Nashville Predators 2021, first-year pro in Milwaukee, and four goals, five assists in 16 games. And he's a, he's a presence. I mean, if you watch him, you know. Uh, you know he's on the ice. You know when he's on the ice, that kind of guy. I think Predators fans are really going to appreciate that when he gets here. Listen, that is actually going to do it for our show. Just two segments today because we got to make way for Vanderbilt basketball, I think, which is coming up next. I also want to mention this. We have a special showtime next week. Next week we are going to be on Monday night. Next Monday night, I believe it's 7 p.m. But check check the twitters and everything. We'll we'll update that. Uh, but next Monday night, because I think the we have another conflict next Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. So uh, next Monday. But uh, thank you again for listening to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salus Realty Group. Salus Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. And also thanks to the Nashville Spartans, Nashville's one and only junior hockey team, based in Nolensville. Sean, see everyone next week, huh? Uh, can't wait. Let's keep the the winning streak going. Keep the keep the wagon moving. Let's see if John Hines ends it. Probably not, right? We'll see. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone.